Hey everybody, you're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is episode 15. Hello everyone, how are you doing? <laughs> are you expecting an answer because it's a podcast? Oh, this oh, they can't really respond in real time. <laughs> I mean, I I'd like to think everyone is doing okay, but maybe some people aren't. I don't know. I guess if you're not, leave us a comment or something. <laughs> or a voicemail. If nobody leaves a comment or a voicemail, then I assume everyone's doing fantastic. Great. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to talk about, uh, urban versus rural vacation and travel. Yes. So we've both, we've done both, right? Like we've done urban travel to city centers and towns and suburbs. And then we've done rural trips where it's more of a destination that isn't inhabited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's an okay way to explain it. Uh, I think that both of us lean pretty heavily towards opposites what is that supposed to mean what do you mean i think that i'm a little more outdoorsy than you and you like large bustling metropolises i think that's fair but i'm not opposed to outdoorsy trips yeah jeff doesn't like camping though and that's like half of i don't think I, i don't think i dislike camping i just don't have much experience camping okay yeah and not to say anything's bad about camping but it doesn't seem all that great okay but you've never like really given it a shot no, and, every, I mean, and every time i suggest it you're like ah, or we could go to chicago <laughs> <laughs> i've camped with my dad before that was fun um but i don't you know like i like hiking day hikes i like biking all day and then going home and sleeping in a bed in air conditioning okay but mountain biking and hiking are different yeah i mean I like going to see things out in nature. Yeah. On our road trip out west, I loved the nature stops. But at the end of the day, I kind of want to stay where other people are staying. Okay. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Um, I really have no urge to sleep in a tent in the wilderness. That is too many weird possibilities. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I've never felt any real fear when camping like i guess you hear stories about like bears and stuff but i've never lived or gone camping in like an area where bears were really an issue like in the south we have like black bears but but, they don't really mess with anything but you know like it's not even just bears but like snakes and bugs and uh i don't know just it's it's definitely irrational because i mean you're likely of getting hurt Staying in a city, you know what I mean? Like, people could break into the hotel room or, or wherever we're staying, Airbnb. I, there, There's a risk to traveling in general, um, and I don't necessarily think camping is more of a risk than okay. staying in city centers. It's just more comfortable to stay in, like, a hotel or an Airbnb. Yes. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Um, so, I guess we can just talk about, like, pros and cons to both. Yeah, so... Why don't we start off with, I was kind of debating whether we should do this in the beginning or the end, but I think we should do this in the beginning. Um, we're going to do another poll. Uh, we had a poll a little over a month ago on where we should go, whether it be Erie, Pennsylvania or Toronto, Ontario. Toronto won. We went to Toronto. We made a podcast. It was fun. We're going to do it again. We're going to have another poll, but this time it's going to be urban versus rural. And for urban, I selected Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we haven't really been to Pittsburgh. I've had... 
I had a Christmas work party when we went to Pittsburgh, but we didn't go into the city. We just went to like a <laughs> hotel. Um, and then Esther, what is your pick for the rural? Um, so I haven't actually looked too far into it because we sort of just came up with this, but I think for our rural trip, we should do a weekend in the Adirondacks where we go like hiking and maybe kayaking, something leaf peeping, since by the time we get around to going anywhere, it's going to be like full flung autumn. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you guys should cast your votes. We're going to give our pros and cons to each. Um, we can kind of give a breakdown of what we're going to do. Well, you kind of already did a breakdown. For for Pittsburgh, for me, uh, one, I'd like to go to a Pittsburgh Pirates game, but across off another baseball stadium. Um, but if that can't be accomplished, no big deal. Um, I'd like to kind of explore, walk around the city a lot. Pittsburgh's beautiful. The two times that I went, because I also went once without you. I went for a soccer game. Um, Pittsburgh's really beautiful, and it's super hilly, and there's a lot of unique architecture, so I'd like to explore the city a little bit. So if we went, we would probably do what we do with all cities and just kind of walk a lot and, yeah. s- and see a lot of things. Just walk around and eat the food. Yeah, walk around, eat local food, and maybe stop at one or two touristy things if there's time. All right, so Pittsburgh versus all of the Adirondacks <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't decided on a destination yet. Yeah, but I honestly, I feel like all the Adirondacks, is it's okay to put on there. You know what I mean? Like, people get it. Oh, okay. They get that we're going to be doing a a rural trip if that wins. For some reason, I thought you were going to say all of the Adirondacks still don't compare to Pittsburgh. Uh, No, (laughs) no, no, no. About to get, like, super offended. Yeah, look, I'm I'm happy either way. It's funny. In our first poll, when we did Erie versus Toronto, I think both of us wanted Erie to win. You definitely wanted Erie to win. I was leaning towards Erie, but I, I didn't. It didn't affect me too much if when Toronto won. On this one, we both definitely have a side. Like, I yeah. want Pittsburgh to win, and you want the Adirondacks to win, and that's fine. But I could have fun in the Adirondacks. Could you have fun in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah, see, so either way, it's a winner, winner on both sides. Yeah, and I think both of us are particularly invested because we've lived up here for three years and for some reason have still not made the trip out to either one of those destinations, even though they've been like a planned destination for a long time mm-hmm. um yeah so what would you say is your favorite part of a new city my favorite part of a new city um it's got to be a toss-up between the streetscape. so like what's going on on the street is it are people driving more? Are people walking? Is there stuff going on? Is there stuff visually that's appealing? And then two, food. Right? Okay. Like those are the two things that draw me to cities. Yeah. And and you're coming at it from a different perspective too because you have a lot of interest in like history and city planning. Yeah. So so typically like um traveling with Jeff, you're you're like able to say like oh well this is this is proof that the city is doing really well economically because they invested in such and such you know and it's just like stuff that I don't typically think of that you find interesting yeah and uh, we kind of talked about it when we in our Toronto podcast if you go back to the Toronto podcast um, Pittsburgh is an interesting story because it's also a rust belt city but it's kind of rebounded on its own for different reasons so I'd like to see why Pittsburgh is a little bit different than Buffalo and Cleveland and, and the other cities around. It's and it's not on a lake. That's no, it's on uh, rivers. So yeah, Pittsburgh is known for its cool bridges over the rivers. So yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know a lot about Pittsburgh, and if Pittsburgh wins, I guess I'll have to research it a little bit before we go there, so that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that my favorite thing of new cities is... Definitely... Oh, wait. Esther, what's your favorite thing in a new city? Yeah, I, I figured <laughs> you were not going to reciprocate that question, so I had to just go ahead and dive in. Um, I think my favorite thing... Um, about seeing like new cities is definitely like the food and the beer oh yeah beer too um and you know you would think that beers are not very different when you go to travel but they totally are yeah like the beer brewed in buffalo is so so different than the beer brewed in orlando yep which is so different than the beer. yeah they're both craft beer and you're both going to find your different types of beer but the ingredients that go into beer really do change the flavor of it and i think that it's got a lot to do with like the people in the city, you know, yep. like a, a beer at a brewery that's going to be successful is going to be palatable to the people that live there, you yes. know? So I don't know. Obviously the beers in the South are lighter. Mm-hmm. They're like, because it's hot all the time, yeah. but, um, they also off, offer heavier beers, but they're known for their lighter, yeah. lighter. And maybe like in Orlando, a lot of the beers use oranges, which yeah. I love. Yeah, totally. Um, and up here in Buffalo, there's like no beers that have orange in them. Yeah. Um, Makes sense, though. Yeah, right? I think so. What is your favorite part about a more rustic destination? So rustic or rural. Um, mine would be the, the scenery, for one. So like streetscape is important when I go to a city. So what what vibes am I getting? What are, What are other people doing? But when I go on a rural trip, I could care less about anyone else other than the people I'm with and what I'm going to do and what I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. So I guess, uh, like, for example, if we're going to the Adirondacks, it would be me, like, it'd be like seeing the mountains, you know, and okay. seeing Lake Placid if we go there, mm-hmm. sort of, that sort of thing. So I guess it would be, like, just straight up the scenery. And I guess that's why it drives everybody out yeah, there. The but view. Yeah, a lot of people say, like, oh, it's good to get away from the hustle and bustle. I, that doesn't really affect me too much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a whole lot of hustle and bustle where we are, I don't feel. Or maybe we're just used to it, I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's, we're, we have a relative hustle and bustle compared to other people, but it's not as big as somebody who would live in New York City, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't necessarily care about that sort of thing, um, or... You know, rugged, rough stuff that, eh, I could go either way on it. Okay. It's just the views are nice. Being outside is nice. The weather really plays a factor in it, too, so if it has to be somewhat good weather for mm-hmm. me to enjoy myself. Okay, okay. What about you? Um, I think my favorite thing about a rural destination is, and it kind of plays on what you were saying, but it's working hard to get the view at the end oh yeah so I really like like all day hikes where you're like totally exhausted like and find like get finally getting to the top of the mountain or whatever you know and like being able to look over like the range or like a cool lake or something I just like all of the intense like physical activity that goes into it before the major payoff at the end yeah and you definitely feel more accomplished yeah yeah, yeah, I that, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, so um, me and my friend Lizzie went on a camping trip when, I think it was when we lived in Orlando, right? We were together when we went on that trip. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, so we drove all night 
to get to North Georgia, Tennessee-ish area. And we, like, woke up super early. Well, first we slept in our car. Then we woke up super early, like, checked into the campsite, hiked all day, fell asleep, like, on a rock at one point because we were just, like, so exhausted. And, like, hiked some more, like, got to the top of this canyon area. And it was just, like, a super cool and rewarding day of hiking even though we were like so emotionally and physically exhausted by the end of it you know I think I fell asleep before like the sun even set yeah yeah um yeah like I'm not against that you know (laughs) what I mean but um kind of like I said at the beginning of the podcast for me it's just the sights and the views are beautiful and I love it and I don't mind the hard work to get there but at the end of the day, I just, I don't want to sleep on that rock. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but when you're so tired, it doesn't even feel bad. No, like, and I get it. I get it. <laughs> I do. I honestly do. Um, Like me, I, I would love a cool rural trip where we brought our bikes and we went mountain biking in different types of terrain. I've, I used to mountain bike a lot with my friends, John and Steven in Maryland. Hopefully they listen. I don't know. Um, But I've always had this like idea that um, I'd like to go out west to mountain bike because I've mountain biked on the East Coast. I've mountain biked a lot in Maryland. Uh, I've done it here in New York, um, in, like in Ellicottville. And then I've done it in Florida, if you can believe that. Florida has mountain biking too. Um, but I've never really done out west. And I know out west is kind of like the mecca for mountain biking. So like yeah. I've always wanted to go to like Cascadia, like in the Northwest and kind of mountain bike there. And then I heard in like the desert, it's really cool to mountain bike there. So if it was a rural trip, like that's my kind of rural trip. But at the end of the day, I want to put my bike in a garage or wherever I'm in my car and then sleep in a hotel, take a shower, wake up, (laughs) eat some food and then do it again. You know? Yeah. Campsites with showers are definitely like way superior to campsites without, um but i wouldn't be opposed to something like an rv or sleeping in your car and then going to a campsite where there's a shower yeah that would fill my needs too yeah like the koas that we did yeah um yeah that makes sense i don't particularly like mountain biking because i think it's too fast so like like i understand it's yeah no you don't go there you don't mountain bike for views and stuff yeah yeah it's not it's not like hiking mountain biking is like this is a physical exercise and you get ex- the excitement of, yeah. like, moving quickly through the woods. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, when we went mountain biking in Holiday Valley, like, I didn't feel like I saw anything and, until and you we don't, stopped. Yeah, know? and you don't normally see stuff mountain yeah. biking. I mean, you, you can stop and, like, look at that, you know? Um, but a lot of it's, like, go, 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 moving quick. And I think the appeal to mountain biking is, like, it's really freeing, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, it's just you. You know, like a, a, a bike that doesn't have a motor on it is like an extension of you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So on that mountain biking trip, we went to Holiday Valley, which is... Um, in Ellicottville. In, I don't know if it was... Ho- was it Holiday Valley? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so it's mostly known for... Skiing. Skiing. Yeah. And it's, it's totally like a skiing city, like... Or town, I guess. Um, a lot of their stuff is like super outdoorsy and like their, their main tourist season is during the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, but we went mountain biking during the fall. And so (laughs) this particular route, we didn't know that you could drive up to the top of the mountain and park and then ride down. So we like walked our bikes all the way up this mountain. Well, we rode halfway up before realizing it was 
too it oppressive. Was, yeah, you know? it was just the incline was too steep. Yeah. We had to push. Um, and then by the time we finally got to the top of it, there like the part that was cleared on the mountain where the ski lift was was just beautiful like yeah. you could look down and see all of the trees and they were all like total different shades of like orange and red it was amazing <clears throat> yeah so i think we did this in october of 2016 and if you go to my instagram jeffrey sears and the instagram uh you can go back and see the photos it is quite breathtaking and i am so surprised there were not more people there when we yeah, were there yeah. the town was full in fact we tried to go to the brewery and we couldn't even get in so the town was full, but there weren't people on the mountain, which kind of blew my mind. I think everybody was leaf peeping. Like, were, I keep saying that, but that's yeah, a total like they thing were, up here. They were staying at the hotels. They were looking at the mountains from the base of the mountain and, like, you know, drinking their hot chocolate, walking around the little town shopping. Yeah, because I think we that's o- what people do. We only saw, like, one other mountain biker. In- yeah. Yeah, we did. And it was kind of cool. I like that. I don't really like mountain biking where there are other people around. Especially mountain biking, the paths are so small, and they're so... Sometimes you're really ripping, and it's not the best when you bump into other people. Yeah. If you get if you catch up to somebody and they're moving too slow, then you have to pass them, and it's kind of awkward. Or if somebody <laughs> passes you because you're too slow, it's kind of awkward. Or the worst is a head-on meeting, and yeah. that happens a lot, and you both kind of have to stop your progress. And in mountain biking, that stopping is like, it's death. You got to keep, because in all honesty, when you mountain bike, sometimes once you get like going, once you start to rip, you're not really physically doing a lot, but you're going with the path, you know? And if you stop that progress, it takes a lot to get it back up and going. Yeah. Okay. Um, So what, so now that we've covered our favorites, what would you say is your least favorite thing about urban trips? Uh, My least favorite thing is uh, little access to food. So a lot of times you're, you're packing your own food, so you're just not eating the best stuff. Urban? Oh, you said urban. Yeah. I thought you were talking about rural. I mean, we could, if that, if you want to do that first, we can. Okay. How do you feel about rural? Or what's your least favorite thing about rural travel? My least favorite, okay, so. Like I was saying before, it was the food, mm-hmm. um, the, the little access to food. When we were in South Dakota, uh, we, were, we saw the Badlands and we saw the, the little, what are they, ground, not groundhogs, uh, prairie dogs. Prairie dogs, yeah. Um, there was nothing around for a very long time. Um, and we stopped at a diner slash casino slash gas station-y thing. It was weird. I think there was also a subway in the building. Yeah, it was just this little tiny catch-all building and we... Got food at the diner, and it wasn't terrible food, but it was expensive because it's the only food for a long time. And just that, you know, you're not going and you're not getting some unique food that's not known to you. You're just kind of eating whatever, you know. And that would probably be the worst part about – and also, it's super weather dependent. If you go to a city or if you go to somewhere urban, if there's bad weather, there are other options – if you go on a rural trip and there's bad weather, there's little to no other options. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think that my... So this is going to sound like so millennial of me, but I honestly think that my least favorite thing about super rural travel is the lack of cell phone reception. Yeah, that's important. And it's not even that, like, I'm so crazy and on my phone all the time. It's because on our road trip, we were legitimately, like, I mean, 
we weren't lost in Wyoming, but we gen like we didn't have cell phone signal. Yeah. So even if something happened to us, like there were gas stations like what every two hundred miles or something. Yeah. Like if something had happened to us, like we would have no way of communicating with anybody. We would just I, have to wait for somebody to drive I think our by. phones can still do emergency calls, mm-hmm. but we can't do non-emergency calls. Like, what if the car breaks down? You really shouldn't be calling an emergency call at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But what if we get in a car accident? Then we need an emergency yes. call, you know? Yeah, but like, I don't know, losing a tire or something. I wouldn't want to call the cops for that, you know? Right, but you, you'd probably have to. You don't really yeah. have an option out there. Yeah, it's yeah. Ju- it just gets scary when you start getting in your head about, like, all the possibilities of what could happen and the fact that you don't have a cell phone signal to call anybody that you know. Yeah. And, like, nobody would have been able to help us in Wyoming right. anyway. And it's hard, too, because we were on a long road trip. So our families, our family and friends know we're on a long road trip, but they don't exactly know where we are. Yeah. They don't know, like, this is the exact mile marker in Wyoming you're at because yes. it's not like there's towns, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and lack of Wi-Fi, too. So, like, if we're camping somewhere and I'm trying to go to sleep, I, I can't even, like, watch a YouTube video or listen to something. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> well, I mean, I prefer that. But, yeah, you're right. A lot of, like, when we were looking at campsites, I did keep Wi-Fi in mind. Yeah. But that was mostly because we needed to plan the next day out. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that too. And, and um, you know, send a text to somebody here and there doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, what is your least favorite thing of urban travel? Um, I, cities? I have two. Really? Yeah, I have okay. two right off the bat that I, that I think you'll agree with. Cities are really dirty. Okay. I don't like walking down the street and smelling like urine mm-hmm. or like feces or garbage. I just don't like it. Like I'm not even a per- like my sense of smell isn't even that good. But when you can tell, well, and it's not even that the people don't care. So, like, if it's garbage day and your apartment has all of its garbage cans in front of it, it's, it doesn't mean that you don't care about your surroundings and how you look because that's something you can't control. The city picks that up. Yeah, so you're talking about when you're in Chinatown and it was garbage day. No, I'm and talking about everywhere. anytime we're in any large city and yeah. we're walking down a block and it smells like utter feces. Like, it, I don't like it. And that's what happens when you have a lot of people in, like crammed in like a small space together or a lot of homeless people or a lot of animals, you yeah. know, it just happens, but I don't like it. Okay. That's an interesting take on it. I, <laughs> I wasn't going that way. Okay. Um, my two were one cost, uh, especially the mm. bigger city you mm-hmm. go, the more expensive things get. And that gets frustrating when you want to go to a bar and they want you to spend $10 on a beer. That's way too expensive. Yeah. You know, or you want to go get a hamburger and they're like, that's $22. And you're like, that's way too expensive. (laughs) So um, even hotels and Airbnbs, they can get really expensive. And then you go lower and you might end up in not so desirable areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So cost is one. Uh, But two uh, would be accessibility and traffic. Okay, yeah. So, like, uh, perfect example, Toronto. When we went to Toronto, we parked in Burlington, which is like an hour away, and took the train in because I didn't want to drive my giant SUV down tiny city streets with crazy taxi drivers and all of the chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with New York City at, or Boston or even in Chicago. When we drove to Chicago, I didn't like it, especially because we had so much stuff in the car in Chicago, 
And the neighborhood we were in was nice, but we didn't... It could have been bad. We didn't really know, you know? We just got a lot of stuff in our car. Um, So that right there, those are the two things that really I don't like about urban travel. But they're worth the payoff, I think. Um, I don't know if they're worth that, but... I guess I can, I accept it because you know that that's what comes with that amount of people, that things are just going to be more expensive. I accept it, but I don't agree that it's necessarily worth it. So, like, I thought of safety as another thing, but safety is, like, a state of mind. Totally. So, um, in in all reality, like, travel in general is pretty dangerous, right? Um, but you just have to be smart about what you do, and yes... Even if you're smart about things, things could still happen. But realistically, we've been on really bad sides of towns and cities that people would be really surprised that we were on and had no problems. And we've also been on really nice areas and saw stuff happen. So, like, it's all a mindset. And you could have the mindset of camping and somebody coming up and taking you or a bear attacking you. Or you could have the mindset of in a city somebody's going to break in and take all your stuff. There's... Not much you can do about that, though. Yeah, there's no point in living your life in fear just because there are always going to be those freak accidents. Yeah, and another thing, too, like, I really have to say this, because we live in Buffalo, um, and we go to other cities similar to Buffalo. Crime is a factor, but crime is relative. Like, when you think of a place like Chicago, and people talk about all the murders in Chicago, crime is relative to a lot of things, and it's not like a lot of tourists are getting murdered in chicago that's all i have to say you know what i mean like it's you know and a lot of things happen to a lot of people but a lot of the crime is is for a reason and it's localized in specific areas and if you just are smart about the way you act and the way you your appearances a lot of times nothing will happen to you yeah there aren't a whole lot of places in the u.s where tourists are targeted so i can see I could see your reasoning with that. Yeah, and like when we were in Detroit, perfect example, if you go back to the Detroit podcast, which I believe is podcast number two, Eat Em Up Detroit. A good one. <laughs> That's a good one to listen to. Um, we walked back from the baseball game in the middle of the night after going to the bar and walked back to our hotel and didn't really have any problems. Yeah. Didn't even... We walked quickly because it was nighttime. I walked quickly in Buffalo at night or, I don't know, the safest place on the planet, Niceville or something. Like, I'd walk quickly there, too, because it's nighttime. Um, but it's not like I feared every second I was out there. Yeah, I, I didn't feel unsafe at any point when we were in Detroit. Yeah. Um, but I don't typically feel unsafe unless I have, like, a very, very specific reason to. Yep. Like, I don't know. I can't even think. I guess I did feel a little unsafe in Toronto walking back to the train. Because we walked through that portion that was, like, it, I think it was a park. And parks are not very safe after dark anyway. Um, but you, like, pointed... And it, I totally blame you for this. But you, like, pointed out that all of the lights were, like, highway lights. And they're not meant to light the street. And then you started talking about how this... You listened to this, like, show about this guy who, like, used to be a famous pickpocketer. Like, something. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, how he was talking about all these things to wa- or to look out for if mm-hmm. you don't want to get, like, robbed. 
And so I just had, like, you in my head, and then it's super dark. Like, there are no streetlights. The funny thing is, I'm not thinking anything bad's going to happen to us. This is just what I'm talking about at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I know that that's what you were doing. You're just, like, talking because that's what you do. But I was, like, super freaked out because I'm, like, listening to you and, like, checking out my surroundings, and it's super dark, and there are no streetlights, and, like, we're in a city we don't know. Okay. It's freaking out. But, no, that's what I mean. But there were other people walking in Toronto. Yeah. And lucky... Lucky for us was that there were other people walking around with much fancier things in well, Toronto. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, I always constantly think about that. If you're traveling, uh, don't travel with like jewelry or nice wa- – like don't wear a smartwatch if you're walking around. Yeah. Don't flaunt your phone. Keep it in your pocket. Keep it in your purse. Like just wear normal clothes. Don't wear fancy clothes. Don't wear high heels or yeah. I don't know what the equivalent for a man, a man would be. But don't, just don't look like you have money. There's no money. There's no re- there's no reason to do that. You can do that at home, you can do that at work, you can do that at school or wherever where you're comfortable, but don't do that in a foreign area. Just just be normal, you know? Yeah. Anyway, what I was getting to before you interrupted me was <laughs> um security is a state of mind. Yeah. Like I would have been totally fine on that walk back to the train station had you not been talking about like getting mugged. <laughs> anyway, it's... I didn't even realize I was doing it. I yeah. was just talking. So we've talked about our favorites and our least favorites about urban and rural travel. Is there anything else you want to talk like talk about? And that meets the middle ground. Didn't necessarily make it to your favorite or least favorite because I know I have a couple. I don't. Why don't you talk about yours so I can understand what you mean? Okay. So when hiking in particular or even when driving through remote areas, it's always really cool seeing wildlife. So this doesn't always happen, especially since like peak travel times are like afternoon. Yeah. But like if you ever get out in the morning or like twilight, like the golden hour, it's always really cool to see the different types of wildlife that come out. And it's it's like particularly noticeable if you like birds um, with like large birds. Yeah. Because... I don't know, like, you can see bears or, like, foxes or coyotes, but they're, like, they're, since they're predators, they don't come out. Like, you're, you shouldn't be able to see them, you know? Like, th- that wouldn't be the best for them because that means that their prey can see them. Yep. Um, so a lot of the time you end up seeing, Most like, animals can see more than we can. Yeah, so most of the time you end up seeing, like, birds or, like, occasional deer or something. I remember when I was hiking once, we saw a skunk and I was just like amazed because I'd never seen a wild skunk before and he was just like ambling along like whatever he was first he was gigantic second he was just like walking around minding his own business and he like didn't even realize we were there and it was amazing you know yeah what about you anything um I still I still don't know what you mean by that I just catch all like anything going on anything you particularly like or dislike but that didn't make your least or most favorite list. Okay, sure. Uh, when we go to cities, I'll talk about cities more. When we go to cities, I could care less what the tourist traps are. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, when we go to New York City, um, we have good friends, Julie and Jason, and I you're, I think we're going to hear from Julie later in this podcast. <laughs> I think she left a voicemail. Mm-hmm. But we have good friends, Julie and Jason, who live in New York City. Um, I My brother lives in Baltimore. We have family all over the place. Um I don't care about the big tourist traps. Like, when we go to New York City, I don't need to go to... I don't need to go to the Statue of Liberty. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Like, I, I love the Statue of Liberty. It's beautiful. I like seeing it from the river. Um, but I don't need to go there. It, it, 
I, it's just a tourist trap in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know it's a symbol of freedom and I respect what it is, but I don't need to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with, like in Baltimore, I've been to Inner Harbor a lot. It's beautiful. It's great. If you haven't been there, you should go. But I don't want to go there when I go to Baltimore. I want to go where people live and people work. Um, when we went to Cleveland, uh, I didn't want to do the tourist trap stuff. I didn't really want to do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and whatever else in Cleveland. Like, I didn't want to go... We went to a sporting event, but I, I don't want to go there and only do a sporting event. Like, I want to see where people live and people work and people mm-hmm. go. You know, like, we went to that market in Cleveland. That's what I remember. You know, in Detroit, I remember... I remember the market in Detroit, too, but I remember all of the different things, the neighborhood we stayed in, you know? Um, so I like to really get the vibe of the city. In Toronto, I hated all the garbage nonsense places. There was a lot of garbage nonsense in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like corporate fake stuff that people put money in to make, you know, make it the place to be. I don't want that. I want the place to be to just happen naturally and to, to be unique, you know? So that's why when we were in Toronto, the Kensington Market was my favorite place because it was unique. That's where people lived. It was, you really got the vibe of Toronto Unlike, you know, walking around downtown or whatever the district, the distillery district. That mm-hmm. just felt kind of phony baloney. And I really hate phony baloney. That's why I love cities like Cleveland and Detroit. Um, so when we go to cities, and I've kind of harped on this a lot in the podcast in the past, and I'm going to continue to harp on it in the future. It's really why I love living in Buffalo and going to other cities similar to Buffalo. It's Buffalo doesn't lie about what it is. You know what I mean? When you come here... It is what it is. Like, you see the potholes in the road. You see the places where houses used to be. You know, you see the empty streets. But you also see the vibrant neighborhoods of where people are rebuilding. You also see the local food places, you know. That's what I really want to get at when I go to a new city. So when we go to Pittsburgh, I don't really care about the touristy stuff in Pittsburgh or whatever the touristy stuff happens to be. It's not really going to matter to me. I'd want to see where people live and people work in Pittsburgh, you know. That's what... I want to do. And I also, when it comes to urban travel, a lot of the times Google and and Google Maps and people will suggest going to the suburbs. I hate to break it to the whole world, but almost every suburb everywhere is the same. The suburbs in Buffalo are the same as the suburbs in Orlando, as they are the same as the suburbs in Boston, as they are the same as the suburbs in Maryland. Suburbs are fine and they're they're safe and sometimes they have great food and great beer, but it's just not worth going to. Like, I don't need to see another neighborhood where all the houses look the same, you know? I guess. I think that you're a little isolated in that opinion. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I think that a lot of people find a lot of appeal in suburbs. Um, Yeah, and like I said, it's okay. But when you travel, you shouldn't travel for suburbs. If you want to live somewhere and you want to live in the suburbs, I get it. Yeah. But you shouldn't travel to see other suburbs. That's just kind of redundant. (laughs) I guess. Um, We can agree to disagree. Um, so what you were just saying about not wanting to see tourist attractions, it reminded me a lot of, um, the Garden of the Gods. Oh, yeah. So when we were in, when we were in Colorado, uh, we went to Rocky Mountain State Park and it was amazing and we hiked and it was beautiful and we really enjoyed ourselves. And then the next day we went to Garden of the Gods really close by and it was just mobbed. Well, like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It was just mobbed. It was, like, they took this, like, natural wonder and totally just, like, 
made money off of it. Like, turned it around and made it a tourist trap. They track. turned it into Disney World. But Disney World wasn't anything. It was just swamps. Mm-hmm. The Garden of the Gods was a beautiful location. They turned it into a tourist trap. And I don't like... It was just bad. And it, there was perfectly paved roads to every location. That yeah. shouldn't be that way. Yeah. So it was just really crazy going from a national park where they were literally just like, we're sectioning off this area and preserving it. We're not going to like add a bunch of crap. We're not going to like change too much. We just want you to go out and enjoy nature. And then the only thing they change is they put some trails out. Yeah. And they like put a gate at the, like at the start, whatever. Um, so like going from that and then going to like this where it's like oh here's a paved road do you want to like walking tour do you want to go like walk around with a hundred strangers like it just was very different um yeah what all right i I was just gonna say i think we should move on to our question yeah so we have q a today um we have a what what are they called when people a voicemail? A voicemail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember voicemail. That's not good for my memory. <laughs> so here's a voicemail from our friend Julie. Hey guys, it's Julie. I'm really digging the podcasts. They're awesome. I find myself always talking back to you guys. Anyway, I had a question for you. It's regarding theme parks. Have you ever been to... Ohio Cedar Point. It's in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, it's an amusement park, like right by the water. It's I've been there one time. I thought maybe you guys have been there, maybe not. So I wanted to ask if you have been there, what was your, what some of your favorite rides? And if you haven't been there, do you find yourself visiting in the future? See ya. Okay. First off, I love that. I love that when you listen to us, you're like responding in your head because when I listen to podcasts that my friends have recorded, I like feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends, you know? So it's really cool that we like send that vibe out. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and it's cool that you, that people are engaging with us. Um, Esther, have we been to Cedar Point? No, we have not. It's another one of those destinations that we've been meaning to go to since we moved up here, and we have just not made the time to go. So if you guys are ever back our way and you want to like do a long weekend or something, Cedar Point would be a cool destination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the roller coasters there. You know, like I've seen all the videos and I've heard other people talk about it, so I would love to go there. Uh, we actually looked into it in detail last year, but we didn't end up going. We ended up going on that long road trip instead. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to go to Cedar Point in the future. I would love to. Yeah, and I think that for, like, roller coaster fans, that's supposed to be, like, the mecca. Like, they have a ton of, like, award-winning roller coasters that are supposedly amazing. So it would be really cool to go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's definitely on the list of places we're going to go to. <laughs> going, not just possibility, but it's, yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> we are planning on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you would like us, if you would like to leave a voicemail for us, like Julie just did, um, you can download the Anchor app and leave the voicemail that way. Or if you would like to leave a comment instead, you can follow us on Facebook. Yes, the Esther and Jeff podcast. We have our own page. Follow us on the Esther and Jeff podcast page. You can also catch our poll between urban and rural, whether you want us to go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or the Adirondacks in northern New York, let us know. Uh, the poll will be up until this Friday at, what time you want to say, 7 p.m.? 
Friday at 7 p.m. <laughs> okay. What is Friday? I can't see the calendar from here. Um, the 21st. Friday the 21st. September 21st. September 21st. <laughs> if you're listening to this in the future, you can't vote. I'm sorry, it's over. The poll is closed. One of them has won. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you'll have till this Friday, the 21st at 7 o'clock to vote, either Pittsburgh or the Adirondacks. We'd love you guys to vote. Um, this is the, you guys are the best. We've made it to episode 15. I'm super happy about it. Do we have anything else to talk about? Well, no, not necessarily. But if you do prefer urban or rural, just let us know. Like, it'd be cool to hear your insight or reasons why you do or do not like either. Yeah, let us know how you like our new artwork. We have a new artwork for the podcast. We're not just using our picture anymore. We actually have the Esther and Jeff it's in like writing with some background. It's nice. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys next week. Oh, by the way, we actually had somebody ask us what day do we record. So we are pretty loose about this. We're not really strict, but we record either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we prefer to record on Monday, but sometimes we need that extra day, uh, depending on work and depending on what we did over the weekend. We just need that extra day. So we will record either Monday or Tuesday. So every week... We're going to post Monday night or Tuesday night. Yeah, it seems like we've been leaning more towards Tuesdays because Mondays have just kind of yeah, been that. But I don't way. want to say Tuesdays because sometimes we're ready to roll on Monday. You know, we're ready a day early. <laughs> okay, you're right. Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely Tuesday, but hey, if it's out Monday, it's out Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Monday. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye.